Welcome to the Life Well Done Podcast. Optimizing physical, mental, and emotional being. Challenge plus change equals growth. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. It's been a hot minute since I've been on the podcast here. Um, this is Life Well Done. I'm Brian. I'm super jacked up for our, our guest today out of New York. Uh, I know it has been a while. I just mentioned that, but um, kind of taking some maintenance time on myself, trying to get things back together. And always funny how uh, when you try to put everything back together, more things fall apart. So been an interesting little ride. Moved home from Colorado in, in beginning of July, and here we are mid-October. Uh, actually celebrating my nephew's second birthday today, so that's pretty exciting stuff. But um, uh, be on the lookout before we get into our guest today. Be on the lookout for a website coming, um, some virtual training about to be launched. Uh, and obviously, you can find us at Life Well Done on Instagram. Uh, there's a Twitter coming out. Facebook page is being updated right now. So just be on the lookout for a bunch of new stuff coming out. I'm pretty, pretty jacked up about everything. So without further ado, I would like to introduce our guest here, Ryan Parr. He is part, well, he owns Bare Bones Strength. Uh, we were just talking about this offline. We have no clue how we, how, if I found him or he found me on social media, but we are both part of the Power Athlete community, which uh, is a fantastic community of, of endless knowledge and friendships, really. Um, this guy caught my eye. I don't know. Again, I don't know if he found me or I found him, but either way, his page caught my eye. Very unique training, very creative with his training. He's a monster in the gym. Um, he talks about effective training for those without the time to spare. Absolutely awesome to watch your videos come out on Instagram. I know he's doing a ton, but the most fascinating thing is he's a nomad. He and his family are living out of an RV. They're from upstate New York. He's been in the industry for six years, but he's been working out, training, athlete for probably all his life. I know he's a martial artist uh, um, in his young age. Um, 32 years old, married with a daughter. It's two and a half, I think he said. And uh, he's getting ready to hit the road with his family and take off there. So I am super uh, jacked up. We're going to be talking a little bit about how to start, the, how, how to start your fitness journey um, and I'm sure there will be plenty of rants in the middle of that. So without further ado, bare bones, strength, Ryan Parr, how are you, man? Awesome, Ryan. Thanks for having me, man. This is super exciting. This has been in the works for a few, uh, few minutes here. Uh, we, we talked a little bit ago, and then I kind of fell apart. And uh, what did I do? I reached out yesterday or Sunday, whatever it was. <laughs> it was like, yeah. you do this? Yeah. Let's do it Tuesday. So yeah, super. Yeah. Uh, man, I should have you read my bio, by the way. That was phenomenal. <laughs> Yeah, I was listening to it like, man, who's that guy? You make me sound good. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Uh, I got a little nervous here. It's been a minute since I've been on here, so I missed a whole bunch of stuff. But I'm going to let you tell your story, first of all, because it's probably better that way. So I have, this, uh, I have this, like, this thing about me where I want it to be as difficult as possible for people to describe me. I really <laughs> do. Because I feel like I don't want to be pigeonholed into any one thing. So, and I talk about this a lot, like, well, I've done, I've spent a lot of my time in the CrossFit community, but also the power athlete community and like football training. I've strength trained athletes. I've also been a competitive power lifter, competitive strongman. I train bodybuilding. I do like weeks at a time of kettlebell and body weight only. And my goal has been for nobody to be able to pigeonhole me and say, oh, that dude's a CrossFitter or that dude's a strongman or whatever. Because so awesome. my, my whole idea when I started Barebone Strength was like, what's going to serve me the best? And sometimes it looks like all these other things, you know what I mean? So I think that I love jumping into CrossFit classes, but I also love deadlifting heavy, but I also love playing with Atlas stones and all of it. And I think at the end of the day, keeping my why in perspective is what my whole company, my whole vision has been built on. And my whole thing was I want to be as big and strong and tough and capable as possible. Right. And lately, so by lately, I mean, in the last two years, it's been, because that's how old my daughter is, it's been, I want to be the fittest, coolest, most capable 40-year-old dad I can be. Which and I've got awesome. eight more years to hit that goal. So Wait. I'm taking a big picture view and just letting it all fall into place. Well, it's so crazy. Like, there's so few people in the world doing anything where it's like, I can just stick to one thing forever. And that's definitely not the time. You know, think about careers. Like, that's just not, the cool thing about being in the fitness industry is that if you make it a career, it's always changing. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like the same job every single day. Parts of it do. I mean, you know, 
all right, just showing up as part of it. But uh, it's always changing. There's new information, new movements, more creativity, people with different goals coming up. So you're like, I'm on my toes again. But it's, uh, I have so many questions for you about your training. Um, but before we dive into that, I want you to explain the Nomad and the RV portion of this. Because when yeah. we started talking, I was still living near Denver. And you were talking about potentially moving out to Colorado Springs. So update me and us about what's going on with that. Totally, man. Totally. So when I met my wife, and uh, so it's been four or five years since we've started these conversations about when we first met, she was a photographer and I was just getting into uh, heavier into the whole fitness world and making that a career. I was going back to school at the time and we had talked about back then uh, these big dreams and aspirations of living out of a van. And this was, uh, we had a dog and that was it, no kid, anything. And then fast forward, life happens, you know, you settle in, you, we bought a house and we had a career and everything set and her business is booming locally. And then we kind of revisited the idea of like, you know, are we going to be happy here? Like, not that there's anything wrong with the area because we love the area and we're thriving. Don't get me wrong. Business is awesome and people are great and the relationships we build here are awesome. But like, are we going to be 45, 50, 60 years old and be like, man, why didn't we try that? So we started to look at where would we move? Where would we go? And uh, we had actually, we took our honeymoon to Seattle and uh, we just backpacked around the Olympic Peninsula and kind of looked at it through that lens because we love the whole Pacific Northwest and that whole feel. And then we visited some friends in Colorado uh, about a year and a half ago. And we were like, what about Colorado? You know, like it's, it's beautiful. We got mountains, we got people. The, the industry is big for both of us, for mm -hmm. elopement photography, for fitness. So it kind of turned into let's move to Colorado. And then that put the plans in motion. So it became my business plan started. I was going to open a gym. Uh, we started looking at like renting or buying. We were getting our house ready to sell here. And then it kind of came to the point where it was so intense. And it actually, so what we found is that when people try to go out on their own and they try to like do something outside of what's normal, they always fall back into the same patterns, right? Because of what's comfortable. And I think that we were trying very, very difficult to break outside of comfort patterns. And what had happened was we were really looking at selling our house here and then going to Colorado and having a new mortgage and a new plan and a new day. And all of a sudden our stresses of the day were going to be identical. Right. And it was like, is this really what we want? And that was compounded when we realized that it was going to take longer than expected for the sale of our house to happen. So the money that we were going to use to start my gym would have taken longer. So she was like, you know what? We had this old 1920, I'm sorry, a 19, 1976, 20 foot Jayco, like this old, old travel trailer camper. We we're like, what if we just live out of that for a little while? So we don't have to pay rent until the gym is open. And then it was like, well, we're not going to live out of that in Colorado because it's cold that time of year. What if we travel South? And that turned into, we should get a bigger camper. So we <laughs> sold that. Um, we bought a 28 foot fifth wheel, which means that we had to buy a new truck. So now I drive a bus pretty much. It's an F-250 diesel. And uh, lo and behold, now we're like, dude, this is nice. Like we're very minimalist. Uh, we don't own very many things and we can fit our entire life into a 28 foot fifth wheel. It's got one slide out. It's got a, a room for my wife and I in the front. It's got a bunk space in the back for my daughter. Oh. And it's like, man, we got the polar package on it. So it's insulated. We're like, can we do this? Can we just live out of this? And so we started exploring where our, uh, what our overhead would be, right? We don't have a mortgage anymore. Uh, what do we really need financially to stay above? I don't know, they call it the green or the black or whatever. I don't know, finance terms, the upside, right? Making more than you spend so that we can start chipping away at debt and all that and just travel and like really pursue that dream. And so that's kind of where we're at. And we pretty much just, uh, we've decided that Colorado is still an option. We don't know when. And we're going to be open to the idea as we travel. Uh, left coast, we're going, right? So we'll be Ohio for a little while. Then we'll be in Colorado for Thanksgiving. Um, we'll be Vegas, Sedona, and then San Diego for Christmas. And then we're going to start traveling north. So we really love the Northwest. So we'll explore Northern California, Oregon, Seattle, Vancouver, and just look at everything through the lens of could we live here? Could this be roots? Right? So yes. we're just really keeping it open, right? And just kind of 
being smart and practical at the same time. So I'm running seminars at gyms along the way. I'm talking about uh, either detailing in seminar form, speaking about my bare bones method, which is exactly what we're going to talk about, about keeping perspective and training and why you started and, you know, playing to the day. Or I'll run clinics on kettlebell. And I do a lot of unique things with kettlebell. And I'm an advocate that you can be big and strong and train kettlebells. It's not just for these, you know, fancy yeah, little kind of things. Yeah, as yeah. I like to call everything booty by Jane. Totally, yeah. Uh, or <laughs> I do strongman. Okay. <laughs> or strongman clinics, right? I find a gym that's got some strongman stuff they're not using. And it's like, here's how to incorporate it into functional training. Not necessarily um, promote like competitive strongman because I've, I've been there and that hurts. Right. But um, promote like how, how do you get the tire in the sandbag and the farmers carries and stones brought into a typical cross training, CrossFit type facility. And, That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. I was I've been fascinated watching, you know, talking to you a little bit here and there on Instagram and, and then watching it kind of unfold. And now hearing the full story. Uh, I was like, how, how is he going to do it? Like, what is the plan here? Yeah. Like, at first, I was like, oh, yeah, moving to Colorado, like started gym like, yeah. That makes total sense to me, right? That's the comfort makes sense. Super practical, yeah. yeah. And then, and then you look at like you're telling me a story. I'm like, what the what the fuck's going on over there? Like, how, how is he gonna do this? But uh, I was checking out your website again last night, and um, your website's pretty sweet, by the way. But like, just the different uh, levels of programming you offer, and um, it's it's funny. A couple of weeks ago, a buddy of mine that owns a gym uh, near Detroit, uh, he's like, you want to come out? We're doing like a strongman like thing for their one year anniversary, and I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll come. I've been wanting to learn how to like log press properly and all do all shit, right? I show up right at the start of like it's eleven o'clock. I walk in at eleven o'clock. And he's like, Oh, you're competing. What? <laughs> so we did like three events and you know, it was a small crowd, but like three events, and it was like log press, it was the axle deadlift and a keg carry. And all my life growing up, like it's, it's weird because in the last like six months, eight months, whatever, I've realized how much fitness and, and training is a really excitement of my life. Like I, I love helping people do it. And um, there's some confidence issues in there, which, you know, my po like the podcast we run about mindset and, and physical and, and emotional training, stuff like that. But I'm starting to realize that all my life, you know, in the morning when I wake up before school, it's like, oh, the strongman competitions on TV. Turn that on. Love it. And so I did this event. I walked away. And I'm like, dude, in 60 seconds, I feel like I got a workout like I've never gotten before. And these guys are jacked, <laughs> you know, like some of the biggest, strongest dudes out there. Uh, and then on top of that, I see some of your training in the last couple of weeks you're posting. And I'm like, what the fuck is going Like, is he just make up these workouts when he walks into the gym on that day? Because this looks fun. Mostly, uh, yeah. And, and like, that was one of my questions for you. And the funny part is yesterday, we had talked about this. I go into the gym. I've been battling a little bit of a back issue on and off for well over a year and a half. And yesterday it just came to a head and I'm like, fuck this. And I'm like, this is, this is like perfect timing that Ryan and I are going to sit down and talk. So I have a lot of questions about what he's doing, how he's doing it. Um, and it just became, became kind of one of those things of stop spending two and a half hours in the gym unless you're going to be very specific and trained for a competition of some sort. Yeah. You don't need – just go in and do whatever you feel like doing for that day. Sometimes the best plan is not having the plan. Uh, and I think I'm kind of at that point where it's like you give yourself 60 to maybe 80 minutes a day. Do whatever feels right that day. If you want to go heavy, go heavy. If you want to go light for reps, go light. Like just play around in the gym and have fun with it rather than beating yourself up. And um, and I think, you know, like that's that's super exciting. And, and watching your stuff actually is motivational to me because I don't – I knew you were a big dude, but you posted something the other day and I was like, whoa, I did not realize how big and strong you were. I think you were doing like a, a carry of some sort. I'm like, I didn't realize how tall you were. I'm like, holy shit, this guy's a monster. Uh, you lose like six inches on Instagram. Is that how it works? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it adds 10 pounds. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, no, super fascinating there. Um, and I'm sure we'll circle back to some of this stuff, but. I want to dig into some of the meat here and before we get off too much on uh, too many rants, but um, I know for the audience, I've had a couple people request how to start a fitness journey. Um, and to me, I've, I've wanted to do this episode. Uh, I was planning on doing them. I think I told you I was going to do it on my own and I want to bring you in, but um, life, life happens and, and here we are. So I, I no better way, especially after looking at your website again, 
just very basic stuff. Um, nothing has to be suited. We were talking about this uh, off recording when we weren't recording, just how simple and basic everything can be and how percentages are, I feel like probably need to be to the elites. And, and even saying that, the elites are people that are probably competing in some form pretty consistently. Um, so for the audience, I think it'd be cool to kind of go over where do you start your clients? What's your goal with a new client? Different population. I know we talked about teens, maybe an adult population. It's kind of all over the place, but where do you usually in, explain where we want to start with, with your athletes, your clients, whatever, you know, whoever's coming in? So uh, it really depends on, so my goals for them are dependent on their vision for their, themselves, right? So uh, I run everything from, I do, I've been a, a strength coach for a, a class AA high school varsity football team. So I understand that their goals are a lot different than I have um, women in their 60s that come in and they're like, I just want to move and be a badass six-year-old woman. You know what I mean? So like, I try to keep those things in perspective. And I think that reminding people of their goals later on down the road is a big part of it too. Because I think it's, uh, before I really get into it, I think it's very easy for people to get caught up in. Um, like we were saying uh, earlier that I don't like people being able to name what I do. So I think that people need to keep their own goals in mind. So for example, uh, someone says, hey, I want to come in and just be uh, the fittest uh, six-year-old woman I can and like live a long time and do cool things, right? But then she learns about CrossFit and then CrossFit teaches her about Olympic lifting and then all of a sudden she gets her head into this uh, like pigeonholed idea and all of a sudden she's training like Olympic lifting things with a class two times a week and she's hurt. She doesn't enjoy it anymore and she's saying things like, oh, I don't want to go today, but I really got to work on my split jerk. What the fuck for? You're six <laughs> you don't need to work on your split jerk, right? You just want to play with your grandkids. Right. So just keeping people, keeping their perspective, you know what I mean? It's cool. If you love Olympic lifting, go do it. If you love split jerking, go do it. Right. But I think that perspective is huge for people. And I think that writing those things down for a new client on your journey is super important. Being 100% self-aware and not telling the coach what they want to hear. You know what I mean? So like, like going therapy and being like, how do you feel? Like, I feel all right. Like, no, this is your opportunity to be like, I feel like fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, kid. I'm training a, a high schooler that wants to, uh, he wants to go on a model. I think that's awesome. He wants to put on like lean muscle and lean out. And I told him the other day, I was like, cause we're doing bodybuilding type movements aside from like getting a good foundation. And I was like, how's it feel? He's like, okay. I'm like, you tell me it feels okay. And I'm going to give you more weight and more reps. Like, go be honest with me. You know what I mean? So yeah, don't tell the coach what they want to hear. Be a hundred percent honest because your opinion and your outcomes are what matters, not what the coach thinks of you. Right. right. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the whole point of having the coach. Like I, it's, it's so hard to uh, program for yourself, which is something that I've struggled with and might be the time right now for me to go into and just be like play rather than program. Yeah. Uh, but it is so crazy that people do get that, that pigeonhole. I'm guilty of it too. Like yesterday was kind of me like hitting rock bottom of that pigeonhole. But now I woke up this morning, I'm like, maybe I should try it again. Maybe I should stick with it. And it's like, no, man, like you're not competing for anything. You can still get strong and do all these things. But you mentioned in there building a foundation. Um, there is no, like, there is no substitution for strength and whatever strength is can, I mean, that's a sliding scale. It's a spectrum, but there is no uh, substitute for building a base level of strength, right? And the power athlete, we talk about it all the time, but there's not like, that's part of building capacity in my mind. You know, yeah, we need to build this engine that allows us to stay underneath the barbell or, you know, do whatever our goal is. Yeah. But if you haven't, if you can't move properly, and you're, you're trying to do this, you know, X value 10 times, but you haven't done X value nine times. What are we doing? There's a whole purpose in laying the, the foundation, as you said. And um, I guess for, for, you know, I'll let you keep going on that. How do you build that with your, with your clientele? So I think that regardless of where they really want to go with their goals, I think it's super important that they, uh, um, we get their basic patterns down, right? They, their body needs to be able to handle a certain amount of load. You can't overload anything until they have structural integrity at all. So um, kind of what I detail in my, my ebook there, the whole bare bones method idea is that I like to see people do a version of a squat, pick up something heavy, 
press something away from them, pull something towards them, whether it's their own body weight, and then the same thing vertically, right? Our seven, our seven basic movement patterns. Right, right. And then where my methodology differs from power athlete is power athlete is geared towards field sport athletes. Mine is geared towards general population. So you tell me that all you got is a sandbag, sweet, squat that, pick right. it up heavy, carry that around, right? Do push-ups over that, do rows with it. So you can accomplish all those basic patterns without – uh, being pigeonholed into like, it needs to be a barbell squat. It needs to be this. And then that kind of takes expectation away from, did I do more weight than the other day? You know what I mean? So that's for cool. people, I would say an actionable step for someone brand new in the gym. They're like, man, where do I start? I think first off, it depends on where you're going. Are you training in your garage? Are you training at a gym? Do you have a coach? Are you going to a big box gym? You know what I mean? I would say, realize that you are building wealth for your body over the long term. Wow. No one would expect to uh, put a dollar in the bank every day and then be rich next week or next month, right? It's going to have to take a long, long time. And understanding that in the, in the age of instant gratification is huge, right? I think so many people get discouraged and move away from things or it doesn't work because they haven't given it time to work and it's going to take so long. So I think I reiterate that to a lot of clients that are like, man, let's do a four week, let's do a six week. I'm like, listen, man, you're going to learn about yourself in the first four to six weeks and you're going to develop some neuro muscular pathways and learn how to move your body, but you're not going to see huge, huge results beyond you're going to lean out a little bit because you're moving more than you already were. And you're going to be stronger because you're going to learn how to use your body. Right. That's all. Yeah, so that's, that's like being the the coach or a trainer that when you get someone newer in, you're bench pressing. Use this example, and they're you know they're coming back down and they're shaking, shaking. And most people are like, "Get the bar out of your hands." Yeah. Hell no! That's your body learning what the fuck's going on. Yeah, it's right. From now we're gonna be like, "Oh, nice and smooth. Everything's working here." I, I think it's allowing uh, an athlete or your client, whatever you know, the verbiage you want to use there. Um, allowing them to learn about themselves as part of building that foundation of the movement. But the, the patterning, the brain has to have a chance to figure it out. It happens fast. It never happens fast enough. Specifically uh-huh. in today's world. But um, I love building wealth for, uh, for your body. I love that line. It's awesome. Um, it's also really funny to me that your story, who you are, like is, is presenting itself right now. You're talking about bare bones and where you start people. Uh-huh. And you mentioned being a minimalist uh, with your family. And so this whole picture is being painted right now. Like it is very, very apparent that you're living who you are. Yeah. So four years ago, what is it? Yeah. So four and a half years ago in the backyard at my wife's parents' house, um, we sat down with a big pot of coffee and a notebook. And I still have that piece of paper when I decided that I wanted to build a website and a training program and train people. And I had things like, the, the meat-based athlete. And I had all these like tons of ideas out there and like the something underground and renegade things and just words, right? And then we honed it down, honed it down. And I was like, well, I want strength in there. And I want people to know that it's just the basics, right? My whole idea from the beginning was to cut through the bullshit because pick up any copy of Men's Health, Men's Fitness, and it's going to be Jay Cutler's arm routine or what The Rock did to get in shape. <laughs> right. Right. And like, that's not for you. And everybody's reading that and they're like trying to follow these things. And they're just, there's just too much, right? We call it paralysis by analysis, right? You don't know which way to go. So you don't take any path. So my whole goal is like to cut through all that bullshit and say, listen, here's what's important. I've tried every single training program for a decade before I started coaching professionally. I was a strong man. I was a power lifter. I was a bodybuilder. I got all the things out of the magazines. And what I did was I dissected everything. I was like, what are the common themes here, right? You got to squat. You got to pick up something heavy and carry it. You probably got to push your limits a little bit and you probably got to get your heart rate up. So bare bones strength and then the bare bones method was just about trying to get people to understand that and teach them that. That's not to say that right out of the gate. So coming back full circle here to somebody starting a program, yes, those things are important, but yes, absorb as much as you can from a coach, from a reputable source. Um, even if you're going to like hire a coach for one personal training session a week and they give you a plan later on, right. Or uh, check in with a coach via Skype or watch movement demos, right. Learn it the right way. So you and I have been doing this for a long time so we can go play, right. We've learned words and we can create our own sentences. Right. Yeah. We've learned how to bench. Uh, so today I posted, I know how to bench. I know how to do pull-ups on ropes, okay? Uh, I've transformed that into a rope and uh, 
I know how to heavy carry and pick up things. And I've taken those, those words and built a sentence, and that was my training program today. Which, yeah, I saw that. I woke up this morning, I saw it, and I was like, wow, that actually looks like a ton of fun. I have to pick that up today as a bench day. Um, no, that's, that's awesome, dude. And, and I don't know, it's, again, it's the simplicity of everything. And that's, that's the beauty of it. Like everybody wants the, the fix now, or, you know, the fast fix. Uh, they don't want to put the time in. I'm guilty of this too. Like, you know, I get on our barbell, but it's funny that you're saying we form sentences. Sometimes our language goes to shit. Like yeah. yesterday, I'm, I'm working with the, the owner of the gym. He's spotting me and he's like, I feel like you're a little wide. I was like, yeah, I felt something's up with my hip. And then all of a sudden my back goes and I'm like, what is happening right now? So the sentences still have grammatical errors in them. And that's part of that play where you still have to learn. And, and that's why you are playing. Yeah. But it's after you kind of build that, why did I know that my stance was weird? And he called it out. I felt it. And then I looked at the video and I was like, I'm not even squatting the depth anymore. You know, this, this feels so crappy today. And it's like, okay, now it's time to revisit the fundamentals again because you're missing it. Like you've lost touch with how to create that sentence. And it's still there. It's just, you got to kind of go clean it up, you know, spell check it essentially. Um, yeah. I, I, love, I love the way you phrase that too. It's, it's, um, it's so true, but you have to take the time to learn it. I've a couple times, you know, I've always been injured in hockey. I, I didn't really start understanding training until probably 2010. You know, I've, I'd been training for a couple of years before that as an athlete, mm -hmm. but I was bodybuilding essentially to be an athlete, you know, a college hockey player. And you're like, I know now and I'm like, what was that? And no wonder you're injured, but now you still have the residual effects of that. It doesn't go away. And at some point the injuries kind of, press pause on you and say, if you want to continue on, this is going to be miserable or you can be miserable going backwards and enjoy the process back up. Because when you do that, everything's going to settle back down and you will have a better understanding of self, a better understanding of what you're trying to accomplish, your why. Um, but you'll just feel fucking better. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at where I'm like, yeah, I want to train as an athlete because I played beer league once a week, but it's, it's time to kind of be like, hey, you're, you're 29 years old. You're going to be coming up on 30. Yep. It doesn't fix itself the same way it, it used to. And uh, it's just so important to, to take that in. And, and it's ego. It's an ego thing right there where it's okay. What, what, do, you have, what do you have time for today um, yeah. is something that I really missed spot on. You don't, you're not going to build, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Uh, that cliche is so true, though. It's, okay, you can squat a little bit here and a little bit there. And over time, you're just accumulating these steps in the process to being whatever you want it to be. So that's really fascinating. Um, I love that you pointed out the, the where are you going to be training? Uh, so many people are really intimidated by going into the, you know, a Globo gym or a CrossFit box, whatever it might be. And, and rightfully so. Uh, some of these places I'm intimidated. Sometimes when I go on, I'm like, this is not inviting. Uh, and, you know, like I like to think that I know what I'm doing for the most part. Um, not to be heard is I don't have anything to learn. Um, but I feel like I should be able to walk into a gym and be like, oh, yeah, I understand my body enough to be taught and learn and do whatever. Uh, but there are plenty of gyms that I've gone into. Where I'm like, what? you guys are so unwelcoming here. And you, I mean, maybe I look like I've worked out, but you don't know if I move well, you don't know if I'm just like help. Um, so that, that's really crucial. I want to, what do you usually prescribe as far as do you prescribe a certain amount of times per week, uh, amount of time that you're working out, or is it just kind of, do you go off feel? Uh, so there's a lot of factors I think that will play into that. And the person, uh, obviously biological age is a big factor, the younger the athlete. So I train a lot of 13 to 17 year olds and they have the capability to recover really well but I still usually give them three days a week because of everything they're doing on the, on the back end. And then you get that middle ground of like your 20 to 24 that might've been an athlete before, they can handle four to five days a week. And then you get your older population that just takes longer to recover, probably from like, I'm feeling it, I'm 32, and I know it takes me another extra day or two to recover from a lot of things. <laughs> Biological age is a big factor, but then you've got a uh, training age. How long have you been training in the gym? Have you been doing P90X in your living room for the last two years before you came to me? Sure. Uh, you've been doing really jujitsu and then Brazilian jujitsu, try that word again. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then you come to me and you're like, hey, I just want to get really strong. Now your body knows what it feels like to train, all right? Or you're coming straight off the couch to 5K, right? And then right. you want to come in and, and lift a bit. 
I don't, I don't want to make you so sore that you can't walk up a flight of stairs tomorrow because then your training's not serving your life at all. Totally. So okay. I would say frequency depends on listening to your body. And if you find a coach that is willing to kick your ass day one, they're not a good coach, right? Minimal effective dose. What's the, the least amount of work I can give you that will see results so you can positively impact your life? Yeah, stimulate to grow. Uh, that's, I, I, any new client that comes in, I always tell them the first couple of weeks are going to be nice and slow. There's, yeah. there's too much to teach, specifically if you have no background. Uh, and I'd argue that the people that come in trained um, probably takes a little bit longer because we've got to break a habit. But just teaching how to move and, and understanding why we're moving a particular way and then allowing your body to catch up to that. I have a client right now that uh, she used to be an athlete and life happens and just watching her move now, it's not, it's not the prettiest thing in the world, but comparatively speaking from day one to, you know, whatever day it is now, light years. I mean, we're talking about being a lunge 55 feet without tipping over versus the first day it was like, it's going to take us 60 minutes to lunge this, this, you know, this amount of distance. And those are the things that I try to get people to pay attention. Like, in short of you telling me that you want to be a power lifter or, you know, whatever it is, all we need to do is stimulate a little bit more each time and then we're good to go. And I need to take that advice for myself. But, um, I, you know, to me, like, it's the same concept when, when I was coaching 10 year old, uh, hockey players, you know, really good young hockey players, parents are fully invested financially and time wise. Uh, but they always be like, they're like, uh, how can I get my kid bigger, stronger, faster? And I'm like, they're, they're 10. So first of all, their balls have not dropped yet. Um, that's, that's number one. And I can't help with that. Uh, number two, just let them go out and play. They're on their phone all the fucking time. Yeah. Get, tell them to go outside on a Saturday and don't come back in until it's, you know, nine o'clock at night. Oh, just stop. Like, go let them play. Be kids, go fall down, go do the shit. And like, this, this is going to be like the, one of the most old sounding things I'll ever say, but it's not the way it was when we grew up. I remember like I would wake up at six o'clock in the morning on a Saturday to play video games. And it was like, can eight o'clock get here? Because I want to go play street hockey and all this crap. And it was, and I'm not the biggest, strongest. I was never the skinniest ripped kid. And I, actually I was always the fat kid, but I always just wanted to play. And I don't understand, like, it didn't matter what it was. Like, people have pickle, hockey, football. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, and they don't do that anymore. So, to me, like, the minimum effective dose, as you said, with the coach is up to, you know, that's between you and the coach. But the minimal effective dose that you can do, just go move. I don't care if it's a 10-minute walk, a half-hour walk. Just move every single day in some capacity. It could be taking the stairs instead of the elevator at work. And that's your movement for the day. Awesome. That is more than you probably did in the last week. Yeah. And to me, like when I think about minimal, you can come into me for three times a week and we can work on things, but that time should be the time to learn and to make sure that you're doing things properly. So that way, when you remove yourself from the four walls and enter your own four walls, are you capable? Do you feel confident? Are you excited to move all these things? And I think that's missed quite a bit. That comes back down to that percentage. People are like, well, I got to be at 80%. You're like, this is so yeah. stupid right now. Yeah. Or, you know, we had a guy who's uh, at our gym that he's on, God, he's probably lost over 130 pounds. Um, oh. And at one point he, he sat down and talked to me. He's like, I feel like I'm stalled. I'm like, how many days a week are you working out? It's like six. And I'm like, uh, what's your sleep and food like? He goes, well, sleep, uh, you know, usually four to five hours. And I was like, stop. I already have the answer for you. We don't have to go any further. Yeah. Start sleeping more, work out less. And he came back in like two weeks later. So like, I feel so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this is not the, this is not truly rocket science. It can become that, but most people don't need it. Uh, and that, that's always, always fascinating to me. So I, I appreciate your simplicity in, in using the terms minimal effective dose, I think uh, is kind of the hot button right there. It's, it's, it's so accurate that it hurts because people don't want to wait and be patient. They don't want to say like, well, this is, this is going to take a long time, mm-hmm. but along that long time, you're going to learn a ton of stuff and your body's going to feel better And fitness without a doubt in every aspect is trial and error. Yeah. Like someone that says like, well, I've got the best thing for you. Like maybe, yeah. 
maybe. I mean, like, yeah, you have your basics that need to be mastered, but uh, outside of saying like, oh, this is the best diet, this is that, what do, you, what do you enjoy? What's easiest for you or what brings out the most excitement in you? Let's follow that path rather than, you know, putting square peg round hole. It, yeah. It's frustrating to hear sometimes and like, I don't know, man. I, sometimes it's really hard to deal with. So I'm really like envious of what you're about to do or you have, you have your whole training system. You're about to take off an RV and, um, but who you are pre- is presented in your training. I've watched it. Uh, that's kind of, I have that written down here. What's your training like? I know we've talked about it a little bit, but when you come in, obviously we're talking about, you know, a newer athlete coming in and, and yeah, we need to teach a basic, but once we kind of get the training wheels off, if they, you know, if they keep working with you, that's one thing, but if they don't, and you're starting to get more into a trained uh, thought process or with someone that's more, a little bit tra- more trained, understands their body, what do you like to do? What, do, how do you ramp them up? How do you train yourself? I know that you said you kind of, at least that was my understanding. You kind of go into the gym. You're like, what do I feel like doing today? Yeah. Um, do you put it together? Like, what do I feel like doing today with this amount of equipment for six weeks? Or how's that yeah. work for you? How's that work for your, your clients? So uh, kind of on the, on the topic of like my clients and if I get somebody in, you know, when I started my business, it was for high schoolers. When I was going to college, I, I saw some heinous versions of lifts happening in the football lit room at a college level. So it's like, somebody's got to teach these kids from a high school level. So when I started that program, it was for high schoolers and I wanted to teach them the correct way to lift foundation so that way they can move on. And strength coach in college can say, here's a program, and they know what to do, right? But with that, what comes with the territory, things that I never expected to learn was the idea that knowing that I wasn't getting a client for life because they're in high school. So I knew when that person came in, I was going to have them for a season or a year or like until baseball started or until they went to college. So I got into this mindset of, I want to train people. I want to teach people and send them on the way. I want to like give them the methods and the tools and send them out. So I don't want clients for life with my training programs, uh, four, six, eight, 12 weeks. I want to teach people principles, right? And so that way they can take those principles. Like we were talking about words and form their own sentences, teach them principles so they can apply it to their own life because nobody wants to, I don't want you to, well, sure. If you want to pay me for life every single week to train you awesome, more power to you. I'll take your money. No, but like, you know, you don't want to pay somebody forever for something, right? You want to learn how to do it. You want to be taught how to fish. You want to be able to go out there and do that. And I think I'm trying to streamline the process of what it took me five, six years to learn before I ever started coaching because I experimented all over the place and learned these things. And now I can go off on my own. So I want to teach people that. And then what I want them to be able to do, and this is how I structure my training is I come into the gym and I'm like, all right, It's Monday. I know that I want to do some lower body today or I want to do some upper body and I go based off feel. And uh, so on a, on a, on a micro, we'll start there Uh, on the daily, on the micro it's today. I know I want to squat. Perfect. Um, How's my wrist feeling? How's my elbows feeling? Am I going front? Am I going back? Cool. I decided to go back. Uh, How are my knees feeling? Do I have to go box squat today? Cause I don't want to hit super, super low depth. Awesome. And then I decide rep scheme. Am I feeling like going super heavy? Am I jacked up? Or I'm like, man, let's just get some volume in. And then I pick other movements, right? So I, I always superset everything because I have, and it's funny, and I'm sure you've noticed this too. Once you get into the fitness industry, because you love being in the gym, you don't train as often, right? You don't have as much time anymore. Yeah. And if you are the coach that trains all day long, your business is probably failing. That's all. <laughs> so, and you find yourself wasting a lot of time because you're just exhausted. Huh? Totally. Yeah. So I'll come in and I'll be like, listen, I got like 45 minutes to an hour. How can I pack the most work in possible? So I'm going to come back to this because I want to say about that. People are, and I know people out there that have trained are going to be like, well, if you're not taking rest and you're not allowing your central nervous system to repair, how are you going to hit these percentages, max lifts? I don't give a shit. Right. I've deadlifted over 600 pounds in my life. I don't care if I ever get back there, but for me, consistently hitting over 500 any day of the week is great. So I will get stronger from what I'm doing, but I'm not focused on that. But I, my strength then will go towards life versus pigeonholing myself towards like that one rep max. So that's how I combat when people are like, well, you're not going to hit like a true, true max. I'm like, I don't care about a true, true max. I just want to get stronger overall. So I, I superset things. So I'm like, I'm going to squat. Let's say I decided that 
I'll feel good when I warm up. So my squats are going to go a couple sets of 10, some eights, some fives, and then with a couple heavy triples. In between every round, maybe I'm doing giant sets of band pull-aparts, working the upper back. Yeah. And then maybe I'm doing a, a prowler push or something because I want to keep my heart rate up. And then when I'm done with that big movement of the day, I always pick a secondary movement. So I'm like, sweet. I did lower. I want to do upper. I'm going to strict press or I'm going to bench. So I decide to bench. I'm going close grip today because I just feel like that. And then uh, so I'm pushing, so I better pull. Let me throw some bent rows in between. And then I superset those for about four sets. And then I'm like, do I want to go do conditioning today? So let's talk about the macro. During the course of that week, some days are conditioning, some days are lifting. And if I'm going to lift more, I'm like, all right, I did big movements, smaller movements, let's go smaller. I'll do a couple rounds of like flies, uh, maybe some curls, and then I'll like carry a heavy sandbag on back. If I'm going conditioning, maybe I keep that sandbag, but I'm also tossing it over the shoulder. I'm hitting some box jumps and some sprints, things like that. Sure. Yeah. So I'm pretty much just taking all the basic things and deciding what are my main movements, piecing some accessories I don't take away from it, do a, an accessory movement like a push-pull type thing, and then I move on to conditioning or bodybuilding. And it's usually if I hammer down and I'm going, 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 and any rest I take is spent setting up the next piece of equipment, right? I'm not chatting to people. I'm not texting this and that. And I can get it done in 45 minutes. That's and awesome. that's like five rounds of three pieces, four rounds of two more pieces, and then a conditioning piece. That's awesome. Yeah. That's efficient use of time right there. No yeah. doubt. I feel like that's all it needs to be. And I'm usually sweating through a shirt by the time I'm done. And it serves my and there's definitely uh, I don't know, I don't know, I think it was maybe last week, excuse me, you were squatting, and I think you had 375, and, and you stood it up, and I was like, whoa. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, you never post a video of like, well, oh, here's my one rep max, or here I'm going for five, you know, like nothing like that. It's just like, yeah, I just decided to sit down with 375 or something, and I was like, there was some speed behind that thing, like, holy crap. Um, so there is something to it. Like, obviously, you're, you've obviously built a motor before. Um, so let's not get that wrong that not like you woke up and you're like, yeah, this sounds fun. Um, but you know, like, you're like, able to maintain it. Like lifetime things, what I've done in the past. So this is, uh, so like, like you said, uh, I, I went 375 for a double the other day. My whole thing is what can I do? Raw strength. I've been hashtagging raw strength because <laughs> no more do I have lifters and wraps and sleeves and belts that was in chucks and that's it. Right. 375 for a double. And it felt pretty good. Um, I know that lifetime, I think uh, my lifetime squat was like 475, but that was like all geared up and peaked out and ready for it. But like, if I can come in on a random day and be like, I'm feeling good because the tunes are pumping and go 375 with nothing for a double, great. That serves my life. But like you said, there had to have been a foundation there. So I had high four squat, six plus deadlift, um, bench, I won't admit because it was only low threes, but you know, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I built that foundation and now I decided that if I can operate within 90% of that any day of the week, then that's strength for every day. That makes me capable. I'm not peaked. I'm not sore. I'm just capable. Yeah. Do, you, do you hold in the back of your head uh, like a ratio of push to pull or, you know, conditioning? Is there, are you truly off of field the entire time or do you kind of have that like, okay, I, I pushed once. I want to pull twice type thing. You know what? Um, it, or is that something like where you're like, I just feel like I'm rounding forward. I need to pull a little bit more, you know, whatever it is. How, how much of it is truly off feel uh, on the big scale? Or is it just like every day I go in and I'm like, here we go. So that's kind of like if uh, somebody says to you they're, they're driving based off feel, right? And uh, you take a 17-year-old, they can't drive based off feel. <laughs> you take somebody that's driven for 20 years and all of a sudden – you might lose track of where you've been for the last 10 minutes, but you hit every directional, you turned every way and you wipers were on and you were looking both directions because they're automatic, sure. right? Our athlete describes it as unconscious competence. Right. So that applies not only to movement patterns, but it also applies to knowing your body, unconscious competence and knowing that, hey, so like that, that sample day that I just described to you, um, the reason I would probably unknowingly just go to pull apart is because when I'm squatting, I'm feeling like this, so I want to pull myself back. Right. And the reason I'm doing some prowler in between is because I don't want to feel here. So maybe I'm doing some bear crawls instead. I just want to keep nimble, right? Be able to continue to move and keep my mobility up. Um, I push pull. I generally, uh, like you said, I, I pull more than I push, but usually in rep format. So I might press in sets of three, five, or eight, and I might pull in sets of eight, 12, or 15. Gotcha. Things like that. 
cool yeah, so that way i'm kind of doubling that pull like you said trying That's to keep awesome. an eye to the posterior chain trying to make sure that like my goal muscles are hitting more than my show muscles right, like right. Yeah. yeah yeah take care of themselves right yeah. um that's cool. Uh, I really appreciate it because now I'm, now I'm probably going to implement that in my own, <laughs> own training here for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I know you talked about being strongman. Did you compete in strongman? I did. Amateur. Yeah. Amateur. Damn, that's awesome. That, I love that sport. Uh, I don't, for whatever reason, I'm really hesitant to get involved in it, but I love that sport. Uh, it's, that, that to me is such a different type of athleticism. Yeah. Those guys can giddy up. Like You're looking at the elite guys up there, but they start moving some of those weights, you're like, oh, how the hell is that happening? But that's super interesting. Um, I got a client yeah, now. Uh, what's that? I'm going to give a client a little shout out here. I got a guy that I've been working with. Uh, I've known him for years and years. He was uh, typically a power lifter, bodybuilder. And uh, he got into Strongman when we hosted something called Utica's Strongest Athlete. So he kind of got a taste for it. We used to, it was an outdoor Strongman event and an unsanctioned one. And then, uh, so he got a taste for it and he wanted to get into Strongman. He came to me about, uh, to, uh, about 10 weeks before a competition that was at the end of September. And he was like, dude, I want to compete and I want to win. I was like, awesome, let's do it. Because I knew this kid was strong anyway. He's a, a 198 and he was coming to me with like a 400 plus pound front squat and like all this crazy. Yeah. So we got him athletic, this kid. So this is cool because now I can live vicariously through him. And uh, we brought him up to the, uh, it was a sanctioned uh, strongman event. And the way strongman works is if you place top three in your weight, you get an invite to nationals the next year. Okay. And then when you go to nationals, obviously the tops go to like the Arnold. Sure. Yeah, so he, as a, as a 198, he comes in and uh, realizes that the 198 class competition day was small and he got lumped in with the 220s and he still placed third. You know, awesome. Dang, yeah, that's he, awesome. He's a worker, he works so hard. He had like a three, uh, almost a 300 pound log bench press he did for a single and like incredible Uh, the log is such a different monster uh i love using the log now i just started putting it in the training uh recently but that's impressive right there that's um i i'm drawing a blank on the uh, the guy's name i think you just podcasted with him a couple weeks ago uh joey joey zatmarie yeah yeah joey that's right yeah yeah yeah. um dude we were just talking about Zach Evanesh. That's why Zach came up. Uh, Joey is a friggin' monster. Yeah. That Start guy, I don't know where he gets the engine from, mm-hmm. but then he puts the strength on top of that, that engine. He's like, holy crap. So he's an interesting character, too. He's, he's super cool. He podcasted with me, and uh, I did a little bit of like business mentoring with him. He's been helping me out with some stuff because he's grown. Like His YouTube is huge. Yeah. He just went to uh, Worlds, actually. He competed on Team USA, I think, in the, like, Ukraine uh, for Strongman. But he posted some, like, throwback stuff. So he talked about, like, having a foundation before. I think he had, like, I saw him do, like, a 405 power clean or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So here's my daughter. Hey there. How are you? Hey, say hi. Hi. What's your name? <laughs> he wants to know your name. My name's Hattie. What's your name? Hadley. Hadley. Nice to meet you. I'm Brian. So, you got your daddy? <laughs> Daddy's going to wrap up in here, okay? You're going to hang out with mine for a couple minutes, okay? I got my daddy. And I'm go. <laughs> go quick and I'll be right out, okay? <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, that brings me to another interesting point that, like I said earlier, once you, uh, like you got, I got a family, you got a business, all that stuff. So the reason I'm looking at, nobody pays me to work out, but like that's super important to me. My family's super important and my business is super important. So I need to keep perspective. And I think that's another lesson that a lot of people could take away is that uh, perspective, make a list of priorities. For me, it's wife and daughter, business, my own health, right? That's all. So while it's important and it needs to happen, it can't take away. I can't be spending three hours in the gym because my relationship with my wife is going to suffer. My daughter's not going to see me. And then my business is going to start to suffer. Yeah. So it has to be them first, then my business, and then my, my health, and my training. So if I'm in a time crunch and I got half an hour, I'm outside. You're going to see a lot of this. Once we like start traveling through the road, I'm going to have a kettlebell. There's going to be days that I'm like, I'm doing a hundred swings today and a hundred pushups and that's it. All right. Well, 
if you zoom out, right, you can't see that one different brick in the wall of what are they like the, the Great Wall of China. You zoom out, you just see the wall, right? So the important thing is to keep adding bricks. You know what I mean? They might not all be the same, but eventually you're going to build that up. I love that perspective. Um, well, I'll start wrapping it up here. I, the one last thing, uh, there will be a couple last questions here, summary of it, but I did want to touch on mindset. Mm -hmm. What do you, when you get someone new coming into the gym or somebody that's been somewhere and taking some time off and trying to get back at it, what do you preach as far as you just kind of talk about perspective mindset? Where's it at? Um, what is your mindset like going into the gym as far as, uh, you know, I don't want to be here. How do you talk yourself into appreciating and being grateful for that opportunity? Uh, whatever it might be. So I kind of, I take the accountability off of myself a little bit, or I, I become accountable, not only to myself, but to something else. So say I get a day where I'm in the gym and I'm like, man, what am I doing? Like, am I really going to squat today? If I hit these five squats and these eight presses, is that going to make me a better human? But then I take a step back from the, the, what happens physically and I start to look at what's happening mentally and as far as me committing to something and doing it and what I get out of that instead. So training in a lot of ways is a catalyst to me making myself uh, appreciate being accountable to something I've committed to and also seeing it through. And it's really difficult when you do your own programming because it's so easy to change in the middle. Right. Well, man, I wrote it. I wrote it on the board. I'm going to do it today. I'm going to go through it. I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to do it. It's going to make me stronger in my mental resolve it's going to make me a better person and i start to think about like what kind of example am i setting for her when if she were to come to the gym and be like dad you said you're gonna do five you did three i'd be like i didn't want to and later someday she's gonna be like i didn't want to or she or she sees me like dude dad puts his head down and he gets his shit done uh i'm, I'm gonna do that too and those are the lessons i learned kids that's learn by doing not by by telling yeah that's so, amazing yeah i love that man um, cool. Then a little bit, I got maybe like two more questions here for you. Um, I want you maybe like a 60 second blurb of what people just starting their journey off, no matter their age, whatever, no matter their, their current or past abilities, you are a blank slate today. What do you, what do you need? What do you think is the essentials for them in training and nutrition? And you don't have to be 60 seconds. You can take however long you want, but all right. Well, I, you better give me a time constraint because I'll need it. <laughs> so the essentials are to um, not overthink it, right? Not overthink it and don't be an asshole, right? So you're going to have times where you're going to see a buddy you haven't seen for 10 years and they want to want to grab a beer. You're going to go to a kid's birthday party, like the two-year-old party today. You're going to want to have a slice of cake, right? Uh, I'm going to beat a dead horse by saying moderation, but it's moderation, right? It's perspective and moderation. So why did you start? Um, Keep in mind that you need to live your life because no one pays you to be fit and strong, right? You're paying yourself to do that. And uh, I think as far as nutrition goes, I think that uh, you had said something earlier about like uh, keto. The extreme side of things. Yeah. So don't get caught up in the extreme side of things if you're brand new, right? right? If you're brand new, you need to look at what did my grandma's grandma's grandma eat and will she recognize as food? And it's probably going to be meat, veggie and like potatoes, rice, right, in that order, some fruit, things like that, with a little bit of wiggle room to throw in like ice cream here and there. You know what sure. I mean? So keep in perspective about it. If you are brand, brand new, and you got a long way to go, it's probably going to need to be a little bit more strict. That's sure. all. Um, the other thing, and you touched on this earlier, as far as the training side, is it doesn't happen in a vacuum, and it doesn't happen within the gym. Like you said, the gym is a learning experience, so you need to learn those things and then practice them. If you want to pay a coach top dollar to come in and watch you practice, by all means, go ahead. But that's your money and that's your dollar. What you should be paying that coach to do is to learn and assess and correct so you can go home and practice, yeah. right? So I give homework all the time. I see my kids three days a week and I tell them, you better be doing planks, push-ups, sit-ups, and then having fun. So by that, I mean accumulate 50 push-ups throughout the course of the day. If you yeah. can't do 50 push-ups throughout the course of the day, then like you got too many excuses. You know what I mean? And by that, I mean, like, a lot of the kids are, like, hands on a bench, hands on a chair, elevated hands doing them, too. And that's okay because it'll get there, right? Yeah, so progressing. progressing. Yeah, it doesn't happen in a vacuum. And your entire day has to be revolving around what kind of person do you want to be when you hit those goals? What would that person do? That person would 
not go get pizza for lunch. That person would eat breakfast. They'd get up a little earlier and do those things. So take those actions that that person that you want to be would do, and then it will all fall into place eventually. I love it. Love it, dude. That's awesome. Um, all right. Well, cool. And uh, before I ask you this final question, yep. um, where can people find you? What are you about? Um, wherever people can find you and talk to you, whatever it is. All right. So I'm trying to be everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> so, um, I don't own Facebook. I don't own Instagram and I don't own YouTube. I create content for those places, but they could, there could be a law tomorrow that they could dissipate. So I have a website that I do own. And it's barebonesstrength.com. And you can get to all those things from that website. Awesome. That website is geared towards being a hub to occasionally I come out with shirts. Um, I have coffee for sale. Looks like this. It's a custom blend by a local roastery. Uh, Barebones coffee. It's extra caffeinated dark roast. You can buy that there. I ship. Um, I have pre-made programs. So I have three levels of programming. I have free programming. There's a tab called daily programming. It's three day a week. And it's super basic because I could not in good conscience sell something that I know people could get anywhere on the internet. By that, I mean you can find free programming anywhere on the internet. That being said, I believe that my programming is superior, but I didn't want somebody to be discouraged by the $10 price tag and go find, you know, Joe Schmo's Instagram page of Daily Watts. I wanted them to have mine. So I'm giving that to them for free. Awesome. Three days a week programming under daily training. Beyond that, I sell four-week programs that are designed to have a start and an end and complete with warm-ups. They come in PDF or workbook format where you can actually write in old school, oh. ship them out. Um, beyond that, I do custom programs. Somebody says, hey, uh, I am a combat athlete or I'm a tactical athlete or I'm an 84-year-old dude and my needs are different. Can you write me a custom programming? I hop on a call like this. We chat for an hour. I take two or three days to write it up and I give it to them and that's theirs. Or I do remote coaching and that's the top level. And that's a three month commitment. That's come on in. Let's check in every week for an hour. I'm going to assess and give you your next week based on what you've done. We're going to talk nutrition. I'm going to be invested in you getting the top results. And uh, if I got extra swag, I might send it to you. Things like that. Like you're my, you're my dude for three months. We're just, we're just in it. And I only take on a very, very small handful at a time so that I can be invested. That's so, so cool. That's what I do. Yep. Uh, Instagram, at Barebones Strength. Uh, on Facebook, I have a, a private group. Uh, it's just called Barebones Strength. It's, it's free to join, but you have to request to join. And I did that because I wanted a barrier to entry. That whole group is designed around creating a community of people that understand this type of training. I'll make sure I add you on there too so you can get in there. It's just like posting your training, what you did, questions, some cool things you've done. Um, I'll throw on like toughness challenges for people that want to do it just for the fun of it. And that's uh, that's a Facebook group, Barebone Strength. You can find that on my webpage too. Uh, YouTube, I just started. Um, by that, I mean, I probably have less than 100 videos, but I'm, uh, I'm getting better at it. I'm learning. and uh, Editing part is so difficult. <laughs> I know. I'm getting there though. So I keep pumping those out. Uh, please check those out if you're on YouTube. Um, I have my own podcast, which uh, I'll probably – um, take this episode and put on and awesome. send people your way. Awesome. And uh, that's called bare bones radio. Uh, I rant a lot on there. So I'll do like five, 10 minute rants. As you can tell, I, I enjoy talking. Yeah, I'm with <laughs> you. I could do this all day. <laughs> so, um, yeah, those are all the places. Awesome. That's bare bones, B E A R bone strength. Right? There it is. Pull the shirt off. Awesome. Yep. Uh, Ryan, this has been so cool. I got one final uh, mess uh, question. Hopefully, it's uh, the message you want to send. Um, how do you uh, want the the impact? Uh, how do you want to impact the world so that people or yourself can say that you've had a life well done? I want people to be inspired by me to not only be the most capable and strongest version of themselves, but to enjoy it the most and have the most. A fit life and by that I mean if you look to nature the fittest animals right survival of the fittest means the one that is adaptable and can live the longest and do it the longest so to me being fit is are you set up for the long term and are you doing things that are going to serve your life for the long term right sorry that's all right it's all right a little marimba solo and <laughs> yeah 
Yep. So I think a life well done is uh, your gym serves your life and you are sweaty, smiling, and safe. I love it, man. Well, thank you so much for joining me. This has been so awesome. Good luck to you and your family and your journey. Thanks, brother. I hope that we are able to do this again, hopefully from a different location, yeah, maybe for both of us, but definitely for you. Set it up. We can, like, in person. We're both in Colorado or something. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, I'm going to enjoy following your journey. Safe travels. Good luck with everything, but I'm sure we'll keep in touch here. Totally. Thanks, man. I appreciate awesome. it. Absolutely. I'll talk to you soon, Ryan. Right. Later.